Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rerun Shuffle, the show where we explore society one rewatch at a time. Uh, my name is Tim Nacy. I'm an aspiring podcast and radio producer and a sitcom obsessive. I'm Leo Cabral. My pronouns are they, them. And I am a journalism major, cartoon fanatic, and a burnt-out aging queer. Uh, so, just a quick uh, recap of what we do. Uh, we rewatch older episodes of TV shows, and these can be anywhere between, you know, the dawn of television and the last completed year. And we discuss how they work in terms of their societal and social ideas. Uh, it's all just to answer one simple question. Uh, does it hold up? And uh, everybody, I'm excited to bring you this episode of Rerun Shuffle because um, we're, we're changing it up this time. Mm-hmm. We're doing a new format. Um, previously, we would do, like, the main, like, meat of the episode, the the... The, the main like body paragraph for lack of a better term was our recap of the episode we would go plot point to plot point and we would offer our offer our thoughts on the episode as we went in the middle um it took me a very long time to realize that that was it, it was fun but it was kind of death on on the pacing <laughs> uh but uh my stubborn ass decided to keep at it <laughs> No, you know, it's fine, because for a while I was like, no, this is good. And then as once we went independent, I felt the pressure to like go from point to point, like to, to move on to the next point. So I'm like, you know, maybe there is a better way. So once once you mentioned it, I was like, you know, this is perfect. This is exactly what I was, it was ho- something that I was hoping for, you know. So I'm actually really excited to do this. A little nervous, but really excited. Yeah, so the way it's going to work now is uh, we're going to be walking, instead of walking through the entire plot, uh, offering opinions as we go uh we're just going to give a short synopsis we're going to tell you what the story is of this episode and then we'll be discussing specific topics just specific talking points that go directly into our thoughts on the episode instead of instead of instead instead of wasting all that time um recapping a show that odds are you probably already watched yeah uh but one thing that will not be changing is that we always like to start with a little bit of a talk about some of the media that we've been consuming uh leo you want to get us started i do actually i'm so glad that I'm starting with this one. So I just recently finished Bee and Puppy Cat Lazy in Space. Uh, what this is is it follows Bee and her small companion Puppy Cat while they do temp jobs on distant worlds and chill at Bee's apartment while they also um, help their friends out with their daily needs or whatever. Um, it's actually a sequel and kind of a readaptation of the original Bee and Puppy Cat, which were both written, these are both written by Natasha Allegri. And Natasha Allegri is responsible for Fiona and Cake's character design from Adventure Time, so she's um, pretty big already in like the animation world. Uh, Bee and Puppy Cat originated with a web pilot in 2013, followed by a Kickstarter, um, followed by a Kickstarter-supported first season, which had 10 episodes. Uh, that was released on YouTube, and that ran from like 20, 2014 to 2016. And this new reboot came out this year. It has 16 episodes, and the art style has definitely improved. It's a lot cleaner. The script is. Clean cleaner and there's actually a lot of like weird twists and turns that have taken me aback and I am loving it and I might actually rewatch it (laughs) I guess it's another one I I really need to catch up on my cartoons I there's there's a lot of them that I'm like ashamed of myself to say that I haven't seen (laughs) yeah again I am I am the fanatic (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've only seen a couple of I've only seen a couple of Steven Universes I've only seen um a handful of Adventure Times I've seen zero of um, Over the Garden Wall. Um, mm. I watched the I watched like the 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 original like proof of concept pilot of Infinity Train. Haven't watched any of that. Oh, I haven't even seen the pilot. That's cool. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that like a long time ago on YouTube. 
but but yeah, I, I I need to catch up on my cartoons. I I need to watch more TV in general because uh, once again, <laughs> mine is an audio drama, which I guess is kind of cheating. But it's it's like I it's like I'm always saying, all I do is work. It feels like, mm-hmm. and I work like a menial, mindless enough job that I can listen to podcasts while I do it. And you know, my bosses don't care, so why not? Yeah. Uh, so true. yeah, I've been trying to catch up on uh, Welcome to Night Vale. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a favorite in, on this podcast. It's a, yeah. It, if, if you're not familiar, it's just basically like uh, Prairie Home Companion meets Lovecraft. It's <laughs> wonderful. It's funny. It's scary. It's sad. Uh, but that's not what I want to talk about. Uh, what I want to talk about is actually something that was recommended to me. Uh, it was on, it was on uh, it was on Reddit. I was looking for like shows that kind of are like in a similar family, I guess, to Night Vale. Mm-hmm. And somebody brought up Midnight Burger, and I saw the title of that, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" But uh, yeah, I checked out Midnight Burger. Um, it's a monthly uh, audio drama that centers around the staff of a restaurant called Midnight Burger, which is a diner that apparently serves as the only stable and constant thing in the universe. That's how they describe it. Uh, the entire, um, everything in our universe is death, but this is the thing that holds fast. <laughs> like, I love that. that. Kind of, um, so it's kind of like the center of the. It's it's, it's like basically like the, basically like a, like a focal point of of like the multiverse. Uh, so whenever Casper, he's the manager. Uh, whenever he opens the door at uh, whenever opens the door at six, that's always what they say. We open at six. Um, and and to paraphrase Casper himself, uh, either A, someone needs to come in and have a seat, or B, something tries to violently kill the staff of Midnight Burger. C, it's sometimes both. <laughs> oh wow! And I think he actually says it's usually both. <laughs> Well, damn! I don't like those those odds. Uh, so yeah, they just so so just basically whenever whenever Casper unlocks the door, uh, there's someplace else, and that place can be a different time in our world. It could be an alternate reality of 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 of, uh, of Earth. It can be a different planet. It can be literally anything. Hmm. And the whole thing kind of feels like a kind of like kind of like kind of like an '80s or '90s like British sitcom. Like like I, it, it's I, there's just something, there's just something British about it a little bit. I it's it's it's, it's 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 American for sure. All the all the actors are American, oh, but okay. it just fe- but it, but it, there, there's there's something there's something like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy ish about it. That's something I always appreciate. Uh, some of the other characters, uh, you got Gloria. She's sort of the uh, she's sort of like the she's the new person. Uh, the, the the show opens with her getting a job at Midnight Burger because she really needs a job. Um, you know the pandemic took out the uh, the, the 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 taco restaurant that she was opening. Oh, and uh, so she just needed a she just needs a job in food service. So she signs up at Midnight Burger. Uh, Casper tries to get rid of her because he knows the truth about all of this, but she won't leave. The restaurant opens, and now she's just on this journey with them now. Oh man. Um. There's also uh, Ava. She is uh, she's described as a regular at Midnight Burger. She's a physicist, and she has probably the most understanding of everybody of everybody of how things work. Uh, there's Leif, he's the cook, um, and he's also a seasoned traveler with a lot of secrets. He actually kind of just shows up randomly at the beginning of the first episode after um, Casper asks Loria, do you have any do you have any cooking experience? Because our chef just sort of left. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he comes back right before they right before they open that day. So now he's so now he's around. And uh, my favorite characters on this show are uh, Effie and Zebulon Mucklewain. Oh. They are a married couple who exist as I guess ghosts. <laughs> Um, 
it hasn't really been explained by the time I'm at in the series. Um, they exist as ghosts, for lack of a better term, inside of an old tiny radio in the corner of the in the corner of the uh, of the diner. Uh, they've taken on the persona of like 1920s to 30s like radio evangelists from Arkansas, and uh, they apparently guide the ship to where it needs to go. But they don't really seem to know how it works. They always, they, they they just have like some knowledge about how about like where they might end up. <laughs> but but yeah, like they're very they're very they're very Christian. It's 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 a it's a it's a strange angle. Yeah, was... I remember they stood out to me the last time you were telling me about this one. <laughs> yeah, it's really odd, and uh, but yeah, but but they're but they're but they're but they're hilarious. Um, and um, like like there there there's there's one part where I think like where I think like um somebody's asked them, hey Effie and Zebulon, where are we headed? Uh, I'm sure I have no idea what you're asking me. Perhaps <laughs> you could maybe ask me where the Lord is taking us. Oh my God, oh God. where is the Lord taking us, Effie and Zebulon? <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, they they're 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 not they're not like they're not like negative versions of of Christians. They mm-hmm. they they seem to have good hearts, and and, and honestly, the stuff the, the the religious stuff that they that they bring out tends to be coming from a good place, and more it's more about the morals of christianity than the mechanics which i always appreciate i like that i I also like that you said that you use the term the negative version of christians which yeah it it, it can it can it can get it can get bad (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's not we're not here to talk too much about that but um but yeah and 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 effie and zebulon by the way they can also um there's an episode actually where i think somebody accidentally knocks over the radio and just all hell breaks loose because they (laughs) they end up like almost getting sucked in by a black hole and so they're trying to like fiddle with the radio's dial because nobody can remember the station oh my goodness and course. they end up finding them uh multiple times the the these two they they, they they're they're going by different names they have different personas like one of the stations they're sports casters um another one they're like npr hosts um it is an interesting as hell show um it's a perfect mix i find of clever funny heartfelt and weird uh, as i mentioned before it gives me huge hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy vibes and hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i think might be my favorite sci-fi thing in general okay it's just my my sense of humor all over especially the book um and the episodes are released monthly so if you decide to check this out it's really easy to catch up there's only about 30 right now oh that's not too bad um but yeah check out midnight burger it is it i i i, I really was bowled over by it I, I i checked it out at random and i was just i was just like so charmed by the show hmm. all right now we move on to the background of the fairly odd parents because this week we are watch <laughs> whoops because this week we watched the boy who would be queen which is season two episode six b um i didn't care for the chester episode that came before this one so uh yeah i actually didn't watch it i skipped right to this one good but good it, idea. Did, it did answer my question because i was because i was wondering if um chester's name had been established as uh mcbad bat by this point then i realized oh right before it actually <laughs> yeah so it's perfect he leads right into it but yeah uh, background uh so the Fairly Odd Parents ran from 2001 to 2017, off and on on Nickelodeon, with some breaks here and there. Here and there. Um, the Boy Who Would Be Queen aired on June 7th, 20, 2002, and this was this show was created by Butch Hartman, and we 
I had so I went on another I went down another rabbit hole for this episode um, as I like to do and there's some tidbits that I would like to get into about Butch Hartman but we will get into that later in the episode yeah I actually didn't know any of this uh, yeah just just buckle up everybody Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to blow everybody's mind. All right, so uh, The Fairly Odd Parents focuses on a 10-year-old boy named Timmy Turner who's bullied at school and neglected by his parents. It's revealed that it's revealed as the series goes on that they do love him and mean well, but they aren't willing to make the sacrifices that a child ne- uh, necessitates. Like that like they just like ta- they just like take off on like <laughs> frivolous stuff. It's it's really funny because I can relate. <laughs> and they and they leave him with uh, and they leave him with uh, Vicky, who is just his horrifyingly abusive babysitter. Yeah, she look nobody. Well, actually, I would say Vicky is probably one of the few people who love traumatizing kids more than I do. <laughs> oh, she is she is into it. Like 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 she loves her like torture stuff. Like I've 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 I've. I, 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 I remember episodes where, like, she, like, chained him up in the basement and stuff, and, like... Absolutely terrifying. Like, like, I, 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 maybe, maybe I'm, like, maybe it's, like, maybe it's, like, a false memory, and I'm, like, filling in blanks here that, that weren't filled, but I, I, I seem to remember she had an Iron Maiden in the house at one point. No, wait, I think, I think she did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, she's crazy! <laughs> she's insane. Like, absolutely, absolutely, like, unbalanced. Like, a dangerous individual. You know, I I feel like there is absolutely a market for her talents um, out there once she's, you know, an adult, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Although she's, okay. although she's not as crazy, uh, although, although, although I feel like she's less of a dangerous individual, even th- though, than uh, his teacher, Mr. Crocker. Oh God. Well, they, they call him the Crockpot, Crackpot, Mr. Crackpot. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got an ear on his neck and, um. That's always my favorite thing about his design. Like I, even as a kid, I knew, yeah, I, I recognized that he had the ear on his neck. Look it up on Google Images, everybody. It's true. He's got an ear. He's got an ear on his neck. I completely forgot about him. <laughs> I was so focused on this episode that had absolutely no Crocker in it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so let's see. Um, right, the neglect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Timmy is Timmy is miserable. Absolutely miserable, and as such, he qualifies for fairy godparents. Uh, the these are magical creatures who exist to make miserable kids happy by granting wishes that don't break the rules. I th- yeah, I think I think it depends actually on like because like because I, I, I Co- um, Cosmo and Wanda that's that's um, Timmy's that's Timmy's um, fairy godparents. Um, their version of the rule book is called Da Rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does, but it does change fairy to fairy. I think, like, it depends. It depends. It depends on who it is. But I think the title of the rule book changes. But that's like oh, their vibe, right? I think Wandissimo Magnifico has El like rules. L rules, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Los rules or something, like that. something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I fr- you're you're digging up so many memories here. I'm, I'm digging them up myself. I haven't watched this show in a while, but neither um, have I. But yeah, the, the the whole thing for me with the show, what really made it work is that it's kind of a riff on that genie trope, you know, that whole like ironic consequences thing. Mm-hmm. Um, every, most episodes are about Timmy making a wish, but he doesn't think through the consequences. And we explore the ramifications and downsides of the wish, the, either the wish itself 
or the specific wording and phrasing of the wish. Mm-hmm. And usually these teach this, uh, you know, he's a, he's a 10-year-old kid. He's kind of selfish, you know? He's all id, you know? As kids tend to be. And it helps him learn lessons about life. Yeah. There actually is an appearance of a genie a couple times. Voiced by Norm MacDonald. <laughs> Norm MacDonald, rest in peace, buddy. Wait, I'm right about that. He's dead, right? <laughs> yes, yes. He passed okay. away, uh... I- I think it was a couple of years ago. I'm not totally so clear on that. I apologize, Norm McDonald. To have Norm McDonald's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, so this is where we get into the new bit of our podcast. Um, the, the synopsis of The Boy Who Would Be Queen. So our boy, Timmy Turner, tries to get his crush, Trixie Tang, to notice him. More specifically, to at least remember his name. Hi, Tom. He- Bye, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> It's so close. She's so close. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks that getting her a great birthday gift will do the trick. So Timmy goes to his fairy godparents, Cosmo and Wanda, for help with thinking like a girl. And Wanda ends up turning Timmy into a girl, Tamantha, as payback for his casual misogyny. And Timmy ends up clapping back by wishing his fairies would switch genders for the rest of the day. Yep, they so. become Cosma and Wando. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, like, like the, um, yeah, that casual misogyny. I swear, Cosmo and Timmy just being like, "Oh yeah, like, like I wish I was a girl. What a waste." <laughs> I, I, I like Wanda's reasoning too. She's just like, "Well, you did say the words I wish and girl." So there you go. And then she turns him into a girl. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I think it's great payback. I like the premise for this episode. Uh, on Timmy's gender bender, he runs into Trixie at the mall, stealthing in boy mode at a comic book store which is a boy thing oh no they end up fighting over a copy of skull crusher <laughs> i think that is so cute honestly that is, that is the opening to a very silly rom-com right there oh my god no a queer rom-com com because they're both you know gender bending and stuff hmm anyways i digress um uh turns out trixie likes some boy things as well as girl things but she doesn't share that with anybody because she's trying to keep up the appearances you know via gender role expectations you know that whole peer pressure yeah yes also peer pressure which plays a huge part in your gender expression um tamantha god i can't get over the name sorry tamantha and trixie have a fun girls day at the mall they learn some valuable lessons while blurring the gender lines uh by the end of the episode timmy learns that girls are people too and just want a friend and they should be treated like people you know so basically Ooh. timmy ends up sipping on the respect women juice in this episode yeah and i'm 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 willing to i'm willing to i'm willing to be like that's fine i guess because i mean he is 10 so you know you gotta mm-hmm. learn you gotta learn that at some point i guess better or earlier or better sooner than later yeah, because I mean, I mean, he was he was he was not on the best path at first. Absolutely not. Well, you know, it does open. Well, I guess we can start. <laughs> I guess we can break into our let's talk about it part of the podcast. Um, I do like how when it opens up, it's it it's focuses on like the school playground and the the Trixie and her best friend Veronica are playing you know girly things, and the boys are or the nerdy outcasted boys are over on the bench. While Timmy is watching on this little, oh my god, what do you call it, Tim? This little I, portable honestly, TV. Honestly, it's like yeah, it, it, it was it, it's super old piece of technology. I mean, like I think they were, I think those things were outdated even <laughs> when I was a kid. Like like at this when this when this came out, 
Yeah. It's like this little, this little, this little, like, this little, like, rabbit ear TV tuner. That... And it's it, not like a tablet, not like a, not like a smartphone, because this is, remember, this is 2002, y'all. Tiny, tiny little handheld TV. Yeah. Yeah, with, like, ante- with antennas. You know how, okay, you know how in older movies where they have, like, a bunch of old men sitting on a stoop around a little... <laughs> Like a little thing that looks like a radio, but it has a screen. That that is what Timmy has. Yeah, I, I you know, I thinking about it, I think my, I think I, I found one of those in like my grandpa's, like my grandparents' garage. No way. And like I could never get the freaking thing to work. Like I could never get reception on it. There was one in the break room at the at the restaurant that my grandparents owned for a little bit or worked at for a little bit, and um, I never messed with any of it because I, because I knew that if I touched it, I would mess it up. So I just let it play whatever was on <laughs> yeah i think i think the i think like in terms of handheld tvs like by by, by this point at least a couple a couple of years or so after um what i always had what what i had was i got for christmas one year um do you do, leo do you remember the video now player wait a second it, it, it was like the worst <laughs> i mean like it, I, it blew it blew my mind as a kid like i loved having it um, it was like a, it was like a tiny, it was like a tiny, it was like, it was like a little handheld video player. The screen was like smaller than a business card. And actually the initial, the initial version of it was uh, in black and white only. You had one of these? Yes, I did. And I um, just pulled it up. I hate you. I wanted one of these. <laughs> it, 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 only, it only ran on like these, uh, like proprietary discs, like small discs. And, um, they didn't really, I don't think they released a lot of, I don't think they released a lot of things for it i think like i had i had i had a um it was like a nickelodeon mix it was a fairly odd parents episode i'm not sure which one um and there was a wild thornberries episode i believe on it oh i miss the wild thornberries and um i remember that thing used to freak me out because it would turn itself on sometimes like i had i had it like i like what once they discontinued the 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 CDs, like the actual discs, uh-huh. um, I stopped using it because I was just like, okay, well, I've seen that Wild Thornberries episode a million times. I don't think I really <laughs> needed to use it anymore. And, and I just, I, 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 it kind of fell out of favor in terms of me, like my toy rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of had it in the toy box. And just in the middle of the night, I would hear the Wild Thornberries theme song <gasps> playing out of it out loud. No, it's haunted. It's, it's hurt that you stopped playing with it and now it's seeking revenge. I guess so. Just... <laughs> It's so crazy, but, um, <laughs> that's, it's just, that was a, that was a, um, unlocked memory brought on by the idea of portable televisions. I apologize for the digression, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Uh, the new format is to accommodate for our digressions, so this should be fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, t- Timmy's watching, uh, Kissy Goo Goo on that little portable TV thing. The Kissy which... Kissy Goo Goo Romance Hour. There you go. Yeah, and which is, you know, a, a romance girly thing and all his nerdy loser outcast friends, all all the boys, are like, Ew, why are you watching that? And I'm just like Chester Dude. AJ and the kid with the boil, also known as Elmer. <laughs> They, okay, I thought you also forgot his name because I did. I just remember his boil's name, Bob. I, I didn't remember that his boil had a name, <laughs> um, uh, but but yeah, I I, I I just remember that I think like there's there was an, there's an early episode I think where Elmer is introduced, mm-hmm. and I, I know he's just referred to as the kid with the boil. Like 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 that was like Timmy was afraid of being of being one of the losers, and that was the losers table. Oh yeah, you have to hang out with the kid with the boil. Ew, yeah. But um, he's just like no, not the kid with the boil. But yeah, he's 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 part of the, he's part of their he's part of their um part of their friend group. Uh voiced by the guy actually who plays all the clones in um 
in Clone Wars. Stop! What? <laughs> Dee Bradley Baker is in everything, guys. <laughs> I'm shook. I'm dead. Oh yeah, I, I, speaking of actors that are in that are in everything, I got I got I got I got a digression in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So actually, th- now that we're at this part. Tim, tell me what stood out the most to you in this episode, or what left the biggest impression. Well, it's been a few minutes since I watched this show, and honestly, what struck me was just the breakneck speed with which everything was presented. Um, mm. This is a fast show. Oh like, yeah, like 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 it's one of those kinds of comedies where it doesn't care if you're, it doesn't care if you laugh at any individual joke. There's like like if, if one joke falls flat, there's like three more. Like True. like 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 airplane or the naked gun, you know? Um, it's just like like. These sort of like 11 minute short format cartoons, they're usually pretty fast, but this show in particular, it moved really fast. Uh, there's just, there's just this energy to the fairly odd parents. It's got like, I, I don't know exactly how to describe it. Uh, there's just this kind of like, this this almost, this almost tacky, like 80s, 90s showbiz style to it. You know, I don't know if I feel that makes the any vibe. sense. No, I feel that vibe actually. <laughs> Everybody go, go, go on YouTube and look up a, uh, a POV video of the disney of the california adventure ride um superstar limo that is a bad version of this kind of vibe oh my god you're gonna traumatize the listeners (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it was it was it was it was very quickly uh closed by the way and replaced with the monsters inc ride that's that that's in its place now but uh yeah when california adventure first opened over here in california um there was this awful ride called the superstar limo and it was like the cringiest shit i've ever seen in my entire life uh, but that's beside the point. But yeah, Butch Hartman, I'm, I, I guess is into, it's just, is kind of into that kind of, into that kind of like comedic and showbiz kind of style. I mean, for God's sakes, Jay Leno is a recurring <laughs> character on the show. So I forgot about that. Oh my God. Yep. He voices the Crimson Chin. <gasps> and also, and, and also his arch nemesis, the Nega Chin. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does Timmy do? He's the boy Cliff, the boy Chin Wonder? Yes, Clef, the boy chin wonder. Clef. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't know I had any of this in, stored up in my brain. I didn't either. Like, oh, like I, honestly, I, I did very little research. Like, pathetically little research for this. It's all just like, this This was like, I, I used to just have Nickelodeon on as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. like, like our TV in, in, in my brother and I, like my, my, my younger brother and I shared a room. And the TV in there was wired to the TV in my parents' room. So in order to change the channel, you had to go all the way into the room and turn on the TV and then change the channel from there. So I would just put on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon would be on. Like that's what was on. Wow, what the so, heck? I've seen a lot of SpongeBob episodes a thousand times. I've seen a mm-hmm. lot of Jimmy Neutron episodes a thousand times, and I've seen a lot of Fairly Odd Parents episodes a thousand times. Honestly, same. Those those were the big three for me. Yeah, I watched a lot of those too. A lot of the times, uh, I would usually have Nickelodeon on if there wasn't anything good on Cartoon Network at the time. <laughs> and if there wasn't anything good on Nickelodeon, I would usually have the Disney Channel on. And then my last resorts would be Discovery Channel and History Channel. <laughs> this this is gonna win us some awards. This the, our, our our new podcast. Um, two millennials talk about their old their childhood viewing habits. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do this. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta spin off. <laughs> God, this is what Reven Shuffle has become. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, wow. But I, I flew off of my point. I apologize, everybody. But yeah, so basically, I, I, I really appreciate a comedy that just uh, barrages you and keeps the story moving. True, yeah. Oh, kind of like Malcolm in the Middle, now that you mentioned that. Oh, yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. For me, I would I also had, again, like, I had this one on as well in the background. Um, I love the peak lesbian yearning vibes from Trixie's best friend, Veronica, because, oh my god, I forgot how in love this little cheerleader is with her best friend you know what's really weird too although maybe Mm. not super weird considering what we eventually learned about butch hartman um Mm. veronica eventually like a wrinkle in her character becomes that like 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 the irony of the the irony of like the the of like timmy's crush on timmy's crush on trixie is that veronica ends up being in love with him whoa yeah what? like I, I i i remember there were there were there there's there's, there's like throwaway references at least like a, a, a season or two later in the show where veronica is into timmy wait was that just a one episode thing i i feel like it was i feel like it was a recurring thing but honestly i might be totally wrong on that because i've watched certain episodes a thousand times so maybe i just kept seeing that <laughs> um right. but 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 yeah, but I I know at some point at least once she brings up being into being into Timmy. She's not as oh, into God. him as uh, Vicky's sister Tootie, but um, Tootie. She's kind of into him. Yeah. Oh, sorry if you hear some jingling. That's just my dog arranging himself in a comfier position. He's he's got thoughts. He's got thoughts. Another thing I loved was um, the part where Trixie says that she wants to meet a boy confident enough to admit that he lo- he watches Kissy Kissy Goo Goo romance hour or whatever. One, I have faith that Trixie will shed her fear of peer pressure and persecution in her future and she'll find happiness <laughs> in, in her like adult life. Also... Have y'all ever noticed that soft boys who drink the respecting women juice live the best lives? Just something to consider, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) And then the other thing that also stood out to me that I just thought was hilarious was Chester's bathroom panic. Frankie Muniz is so funny in this show. (laughs) That's Frankie Muniz? Yes. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, that, um, um. The original, yeah, the the original voice of Chester McBadbat was uh, Frankie Muniz. Uh, he's eventually replaced by uh, Jason Marsden, who most would know as um, he's uh, Binks the Cat in Hocus Pocus, and he's also uh, Goofy's son Max. I'm dead, dude. But uh, I but am yeah, but, but 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 Frankie Muniz was uh, was his was his was his first voice. Wow. And he and commits you know. to like like that like that line you're talking about that. <laughs> while he's like clawing at the door (laughs) it's a good it's a good bit all right let's try the things you loved about this episode tim um so as i mentioned before fairly odd parents was always a fixture in my house and alongside spongebob squarepants was a formative influence on my sense of humor Mm -hmm. uh so yeah the humor one-liners performances those are what really get to me um i've just got a list of i've just got a list of um (laughs) of of one-liners like i like i love when um chester and aj they show up at the they show up at um tricky's birthday party and they and they and they both have like identical cylindrical objects to give her and she has her bodyguard throw them in the fire in the fireplace and as they walk away they're like see i told you fire fire would be the perfect gift it's <laughs> so practical <laughs> they, knew, they do they, they they knew their place in the pecking order <laughs> I also love that line at the very end that, um, but she, ca- um, Wanda says to Timmy, but she catapulted you out of the party. Yeah, but she did it with love. Oh my God. I hate him for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I also too want to give um I also too want to give um a shout out to Darren Norris, who's one of my favorite actors slash voice actors. I just want to give a shout out to him. Uh, he's the voice of Cosmo, and not in this episode, but he's also the voice of Timmy's dad, which is by the way uh, that character's canon name. He is he is referred to like in public places as Timmy Turner's dad, <laughs> and so is Timmy's mom. Her name is also Timmy's mom. <laughs> they don't have names. It's great. Um, but uh, but but yeah, you might also recognize Darren Norris as um also on Nickelodeon. He was Gordy the janitor on Nesda Classified by the school survival guide mm-hmm. uh he played spotswood who was uh their boss in team america world police Amazing. uh he played knockout who uh was a a a defected decepticon who became an autobot i believe in transformers prime which in my book everybody is one of the best iterations of transformers oh my god i need <laughs> to watch that really good series and he was also uh jack smith who is uh stan smith's dad in american dad who eventually becomes Krampus in one of my all-time favorite Christmas episodes of anything. I can't believe it. This man. Like that I I, I, I maybe around maybe around Christmas time we should talk about we should talk about that uh, the Krampus episode of American Dad because that episode is wild. I'm down. I am um, so down. Da- Danny Glover plays Krampus and it's a musical. His singing Childish voice Gambino? No, 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 that's uh Donald Glover. Oh, uh God da- Danny Glover was uh was um he was uh he was uh Murtaugh in uh Lethal Weapon. He's the other he's the other he's the I'm too old for this shit guy. I'm shook. But uh but yeah, he voices Krampus. And then even better, um, it's 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 a musical, like an R and B, like soul slash funk kind of musical. Ooh. And his singing voice is fucking Charles Bradley, who uh, most people who 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 some may recognize as uh, the guy who sang uh, the theme song to a Big Mouth. Yeah. Like, oh my god. The 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 late great Charles Bradley. Um, he was a modern modern funk singer. Absolutely amazing. One of my favorite singers of all time. It's a good voice. Um, I actually, I actually didn't discover him until um, Luke Cage on Netflix. He's actually like oh, wow. featured. There's a, there's like a, there's like, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a montage scene where he's, where he's, um, where he's singing, where he's singing uh, the song "Ain't It a Sin," mm-hmm. and that was how I discovered him. And I'm like, oh my god, this guy fucking kicks ass. Oh my god. But, uh, but yeah, around Christmas time, I might talk about the Krampus episode of American Dad because it's one of my favorite Christmas specials ever. We'll probably have to just review it on here. Honestly, we already talked about American Dad, but I love that episode. <laughs> hey, we did mention a while back. Sometimes we may occasionally go back to a show. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm gonna go back to King of the Hill at least a couple more times. <laughs> like, bet I'm I want to come back to Steven Universe. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that that was that. Those were the things that all really stood out to me, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to like just I just wanted to talk about Darren Norris because every time I hear that guy's voice, and he was in a million other things. Those are just those are just some my favorite things because i mean um for, for for me spotswood and team america world police is um <laughs> my defining role for him it's so <laughs> fucking funny in that movie his defining role for me was definitely as the janitor in Ned's Declassified. Yeah, I, my mind was blown when I found out that Co- that Cosmo and Gordy were voiced by the same guy. I know. And, I, and actually, I'm, I think Cosmo. I actually think Cosmo and Wanda cameo in a Ned's Classified episode too. <gasps> Stop! Oh my god, I'm gonna have to look that up after this episode, of course. <laughs> right this second. <laughs> Just like, but pause, everyone. <laughs> Um, what I loved about the episode was um, the fact that the girl brain boy brain dichotomy is um, actually challenged. Uh, Timmy literally can think in both 
boy and girl when he's in girl mode. And then, you know, Trixie obviously exists and, you know, stealths in boy mode and is a secret tomboy. I loved the peak gender dysphoria of <laughs> Timmy screaming in the mirror um, because same, same girl. I thought it was really cool um, when Trixie and Timmy are, you know, getting their, I think their hair done or something like that. Well, it's I think, Samantha. I think, I think nails at the same time. I, they're getting the whole spa treatment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Trixie says, if boys did more girl stuff, then girls could do more boy stuff. I just thought that was amazing because that's, that's just literally what I've been telling people for years. Um, Timmy being in touch with his, quote, feminine side to Trixie's, you know, being a, quote, tomboy. I think that was, I think, I thought that was, like, really perfect and beautiful. It's very, <laughs> it's very trans couple. Um, Chester's understanding of the binary completely falling apart. <laughs> Because a couple of the girlies are not doing <laughs> things that, 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 that like, they're supposed to be doing or whatever. Like, girl things. And, 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 and he, finally, they, like, bo- Chester, like, he, he drags AJ, who's in love with Samantha, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, he drags him into the men's restroom, but they board themselves inside. Okay, all right, we're safe here. And then Trixie's friend Veronica's inside, and he just breaks down. <laughs> and he's just, like, he's just, just clawing at the boards that he just put up on the, put up on the door. Like, he's, like, like he was buried alive. <laughs> anymore <laughs> that shit made me laugh so hard like the hardest in this entire episode like his brain breaking is how i <laughs> this is literally how like a bunch of people i interact with when i tell them like all my gender shit like this is how they interact this is how they act like uh, this nothing makes sense what are you talking about these aren't the rules <laughs> that's not what we were taught <laughs> Um, yeah, I found Chester's experience in this episode, his whole, like, it's not even, like, it can't even be called a B-plot, it's more like a running gag, but it is a story. Mm-hmm. Um, his experience in this episode I found to be a really good example of how to play bad behavior for laughs. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen that done wrong. Um, but, but yeah, he, he is, he's, he's the, he's the person who is, like, drawing the line in the sand. This is the status quo. This yep. is how things are. Um, his day just keeps getting worse. <laughs> And it really drives home the idea that no good comes from enforcing the, quote, natural order of things. Um, as such, Chester is hilarious in this episode. Honestly, like, this is, I, <laughs> this is, guys, you know how you, you think that you don't use pronouns and that girls can't do whatever they want and boys can't do whatever they want? This is what you look like. You look like Chester McBadbat. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> So every time you try to tell me that, you know, transgender people are mentally ill or they're faking it to get free health care, trust me, I, I, Tim, I, some guy really told me that stuff like a few weeks ago. Oh boy. I cried, but whatever. It's fine. That I, is rough. <laughs> I told him what for, but yeah, like y'all take a note from this episode, like treat other people with compassion. Like why focus on gender of all things? Like. Why is gender the first thing you see of a person? Like, can't you just try and, like, see beyond that? See beyond for... Literally, don't judge a book by its cover. Like, uh, we're... Of course, I'm going to get into this even more (laughs) later in this episode. But, um, yeah, no, like, it's... I just really like how Chester was framed versus, like, the girlies. Because it's really like that. Like, the girlies will just be trying to do their thing. And then boys will be like... Or some some people will be like, hey, you're breaking the gender rules. I'm like, sorry, are you the gender police? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've got something to say about that too later on. (gasps) Yay! (laughs) 
But yeah, um, let's, yeah, uh, moving on from that whole brain buster. I do loved AJ's, I did love AJ's devotion to giving pretty girls dead frogs. <laughs> Which nobody else <laughs> understands. Like, that's not even, a, like, 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 at first I thought that was gonna be played as a gender thing, but even Tibby's just like, girls don't like them, and neither do I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I thought the dead frog was kind of neat. <laughs> I like, um, I really loved how Trixie was saying, uh, told, told Samantha, you know, I need, I want a friend who likes me for who I am. Um, I want like a special gift you can't put in a box. And right here I was like, Hey, you mean like gender? <laughs> Cause you know, like, again, I feel like gender is just the surface level in this episode. And then like deeper is like the deeper message is like, you know, why, like friendship doesn't really need like any, like gender divides just be cool with people yeah exactly yeah and um down to the to timmy realizing like hey i just gotta treat trixie like a person instead of a girl i i loved that i thought that was really dope yeah yeah that was yeah that was a really that was a really like a thought-provoking line right like 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 like, knee jerk i hear that and i'm like wait hang on that sounds fucked up but then i realized after a second no actually that's something to think about right because uh a lot of media marketing and stuff like that will have this um very very shallow juvenile understanding of of gender and you know push it onto others and say hey this is how it works um but like they never encourage anybody to think further than that like oh boys and girls are they just they just enforce boys and girls are different they don't enforce hey this is a person but they're also a girl this is also a person they're also a boy chester straight up says that he has aj by the shirt it's like where different (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly which is why i love that he gets it's why i love that he gets you know his just desserts so what were some of your more uh negative points on this episode Ooh, buddy (laughs) (laughs) i really hate that at the end trixie ended up telling timmy that she has girlfriends to share her feminine interests with instead of timmy and well because well that was just sad i didn't want that i didn't that's not how i wanted it to end i it's continuing to perpetuate and enforce the gender boxes that they're in which and i know you mentioned that like it's appropriate well it's um kind of expected that kids this age are gonna like dig their heels in when it comes to like peer pressure and appearances like i get it i really do it's just really sad that there wasn't like a lesson like there was a lesson learned but it wasn't applied you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Like not, yeah, not everybody came away with the same lesson. And that was disappointing. Um, I didn't like Cosmo's whole thing at the end where, uh, you know how Timmy fi- uh, wishes Cos- Cosmo and Wando to go back to their, to how he wishes, I wish you two were back to the way you were born or something like that. It's the way, yeah. <laughs> And Cosmo comes out with, you know, a large nose. And he's like, what? Can a guy do something to make himself look pretty? And then after that, tongue in cheek, he says, women love sensitivity. And if you can fake it, you're in. I'm like, Cosmo, you little shit. Have you learned nothing? Uh, Yeah, that's Cosmo. It was, it's it's revealed at some point that if you go, that if, that if, that if, that if you read his mind, it's elevator music. So, I mean, he's not. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) I thought you were going to mention him being Empreg. (laughs) <laughs> no i know i just like he just he just he just he's just got an empty head i <laughs> me too buddy <laughs> what about you tim what were some of the things you didn't feel too great about uh, honestly I, I i agree with you 
on everything that you said. Uh, but for me, it was just the gender jokes themselves. They were the least funny thing in the episode. I, I've, I watched a lot of comedy around this time. I'm pretty sure I've heard every way that men and women are stereotypically different. My mm-hmm. eyes are usually already a quarter of the way rolled when the jokes are being set up. And I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 women. They like to shop, don't they? Ugh, God, shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's especially bad when it when it's guys who are like, my wife, am I right, guys? I'm like, go home and get a divorce. <laughs> Norm Peterson. <laughs> Literally, thank you. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, what was your opinion on the episode's message, if any? All right, well, I'm going to start with the fact that, yes, I am a cishet male. Um, but I have always been a fan of nuance and exceptions to rules, you know, just gray area Mm -hmm. existing between dichotomies, you know? We love the Um, gray area. Nothing irritates me more than the idea that things are the way that they are and there's no room for change. And also that if you don't fit into that status quo, then there's nothing that can be done to help you, you know? Um, who are these people who decided (laughs) that these are the way things are and why do so many of us cling to these ideas so tightly Uh, the idea that everyone is more alike than society tells us we can be is something that I appreciated as a kid and appreciate even more as an adult snaps to that Um, and going back to to what you said about how you know uh, Trixie kind of rejects Timmy at the end Mm -hmm. I've got kind of a different mindset on that one Um, I actually kind of liked the fact that that this episode it didn't presume to have solved the wider societal issue mm-hmm. um it's not like that's it we we fixed we fixed um the divide between gender energies you know <laughs> like it like that they they the fact that trixie wasn't ready to show the rest of the world that there was more to her than that you know pastel pink clad mean girl archetype mm-hmm. was first of all it was true to her age remember she's not even a teenager yet yeah and it also underlined the idea that striving to understand uh, people who have different interests, values, worldviews from yourself—that's that can be a victory in itself. You know, just oh, just true. just the idea that like even if we make a little bit of a step, we slide forward a little bit, and and and, and you now have a different mind on something. That that yeah. that can be that that can be a victory, and it's also the way that society is going to move forward if it's going to move forward. Okay, I like that. I like your take. I was just upset that it wasn't like my version of a happy ending, but you know that's that's kind of. <laughs> That's everybody, right? I, I feel like if this was a high school show, like that would be, it would probably go more in that direction. But because they're all like preteens, mm, mm-hmm. because late elementary school is a fucking cesspool. Like <laughs> it's it's a nightmare. People are like the meanest, some of the meanest to each other that they will ever be. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. Elementary school is a nightmare. My opinion on the episode's message. Uh, I did like the message because. I myself am am a gender non-conforming entity. You know, I'm a trans-masculine femboy, you know? Like, the gender fuckery of it all. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm always telling people that gender is made up and you can literally do what you want to do and have your interests. And honestly, we should be able to enjoy the things that we want to enjoy without the threat of violence or ostracization. Um, For example, little boys getting called slurs that they don't even fully understand yet at at such a formative age. Um, Boys' peers using the same violence they learn from their parents, usually fathers, against other boys when they don't pass as masculine enough on the school ground, on on the school playground. Girls are, like, when girls are taught to take up less space and never to be greater than, than men and to be free 
free household labor to their spouses, you know, like, it's just so, again, it puts you in a box. It really limits and constricts you. Like, it really snubs your potential. Um, yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, I like that while gender stuff was a big topic, the message was also to treat others with compassion. Like, we're all just people with rich inner lives and many interests, and, like, there's no problem with that. And my final point on this one is it's almost like gender is a prison and gender nonconformity is good for everyone, perhaps. It, it, it's literally just chemicals. Yeah. On, I saw this cool thing. I don't remember if I've mentioned it on here already before or not, but I saw this cool post that said, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I see that. Yeah, I love it. All right. Next, we are going to go into what does this episode say about the times? Um, I have one thing about it. Um, you know, when Cosmo and Wanda were gender swapped, Cosmo is suddenly or Cosmo as Cosma is suddenly up to date on boy bands while Wanda as Wando is gross and doesn't care how others feel about it. Uh, my first thought was like, is this really how Butch Hartman is going to differentiate between what the genders are expected to concern themselves with? But um, then I like kind of I, I took a step back and I remembered uh, the, the early 2000s the boy bands, the gross era of kids programming, like Nickelodeon's slime obsession, the gross out humor, like all that gross stuff was tar- was super targeted at boys while boy bands and boss girl pop uh, pop icons were mostly targeted at girls. So like, I guess this is a pretty accurate depiction of what of the, you know, very basic juvenile understanding of gender at the time cuz like, let's see, 2002, how old was I? Like, I was in like second grade and yeah, I remember kids on the playground being very, like, enforcing the gender lines a lot at that time. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, like, let's see, second grade? I'm, like, nine. I'm close to Timmy's age at that point. Hmm. Yeah, I actually didn't think about that. <laughs> um, I do believe that while we have made a lot of progress in the last 20 years, um, there are still people out there who think about gender as this hard line between two different species or something. It's really uncritical and doesn't go deeper than what marketing and advertisements have told us about gender for literal decades. Um, so I would say that this 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 episode, I'd say it shows us that things were like, I feel like Butch Hartman was trying to break a mold here that like I feel like he was seeing or making a statement about how like how society or US, the US society is like enforcing those gender lines because I'm not going to lie. I feel like this episode is secretly brilliant. In, in a lot of ways, there, there's a lot more to it than the, 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 there seems to be on the surface. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, let's move on to <laughs> what would you have done instead? Yeah, how, how would we improve this? Um... Well, I <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, I wanted everybody, I wanted all the kids to learn a lesson at the party. And, you know, at the party, everyone's like, yeah, screw it. We'll be cool. And they all end up being themselves at the end of the episode. But I feel like that would have been too... I feel like now you can expect that from from episodes like this. But at if the this, time... If this was a Big Mouth episode, they 100% would have done that. Or a Steven Universe episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, big, big mouth would big mouth would have had a song about how gender is bullshit and <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically oh the, big mouth even does uh like uh does have like trans inclusive stuff going on in the in some other seasons oh they do in the in, in the in the most recent season yeah oh cool yeah yeah exactly so oh i guess that's that's how it kind of what it says at, about the times too like you know at this time this is the general w- way that people would solve this issue in a in a 
in a in a cartoon but nowadays it would end up being you know more wholesome and more like communal you know yeah i get that what about you tim what would you have done differently uh yeah i I, honestly just thinking about it from just a writing perspective like just like uh whatever when i criticize things i like to think about it from like just like a like a like a like a, like a rewrite perspective, perspective. kind of like kind of like if if if, some, if they had put this episode in front of me like the script for this episode the way it exists mm-hmm. because yeah I, I probably would have if, if i wrote this episode from the bottom i probably would have started it from a perspective of a more modern viewpoint you know it would have mm-hmm. been you know it, it, the things 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 would have turned out differently and taken a different form if i had written it myself but if this episode was put in front of me and they said, you can't make any, you know, integral structural changes. Um, we want you to just punch this existing thing up. Um, I probably would have pushed for a rewrite that included more jokes about masculine stereotypes to make it more balanced. Uh, yeah. This episode has a few bits about men being gross and inconsiderate, but it leans a little more heavily into making fun of feminine stereotypes. And honestly, I kind of feel like that's like the show telling on itself. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I was noticing that there was more uh boy things good, girl things bad type of attitude. Like I mean like 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 Wando being a dick about the about the toilet about the the, the toilet seat being left up. Would it help you to look before you sit? <laughs> I thought that was a good one actually. <laughs> or like the floating chili dog. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Wando's beer beer gut gets me actually <laughs> the comb over <laughs> it's so ugly <laughs> all right um so uh, earlier in this episode i mentioned that we were gonna have some tidbits on butch hartman um well i i hope you're you're all buckled in and ready for this because um it turns out butch hartman isn't really that great of a guy uh he had a kickstarter for campaign for one uh, for his own streaming service that he was going to start up and it was supposed to focus on reconnecting the f- uh, it was supposed to focus on reconnecting the family called Oasis Entertainment and he started this in 2018 um but the thing is he started to receive backlash when individuals assuming like some of those almost i want to say 1300 people who who backed the campaign um i'm i'm assuming like one of the individuals saw Hartman advertising his new streaming service on a christian network there's even like a tweet of that person who recorded it and everything i i sourced it in our little outline um i watched it and butch hartman is quoted saying we're gonna we're we are gonna impact culture i thought it would be through nickelodeon but god told me it's gonna be through this meaning um oaxis entertainment uh, fans and supporters felt that they were tricked into backing a Christian-based service because it doesn't mention anything um, about the project being faith-based, faith-based or Christian-based anywhere on the Kickstarter campaign. Like I, I went through and looked and read through it again. My rabbit hole. <laughs> it was on. It was on this guy Butch Hartman. So um, in the campaign, it simply said like this is meant to be a family-friendly uh, service and that it is meant to reconnect the family. And in a response of a photo... So, Butch Hartman, after all this backlash, has a response, and it is a picture of a written letter. (laughs) And in part of it, 
in towards the end it says he he writes oaxus entertainment is not faith-based however faith is a part of me and he also goes on to say like i never claimed to be perfect but you know i'm i'm doing my best um hmm. the next yeah <laughs> So there's that whole thing. Um, I haven't heard anything about Oaxis Entertainment, though. Like, it seems like that's been pretty dead. I don't know if he's going to actually go through with it. Or... Did he have any, like, any, like, concept stuff about, like, what was even supposed to be on that channel? He, if I remember correctly, he was saying something like, there's going to be, like, home and <laughs> home and furniture, life, cooking networks, children's entertainment. What um, the f- something about oh you can even upload your own family friendly videos and i'm like what the hell what is this thing (laughs) yeah it's weird i have a whole bunch of sources in the docs that if you want to check those out (laughs) again i i end up going these rabbit down these rabbit holes and finding out the weirdest shit one i am sorry but also not sorry Um, there's also been instances of Hartman being caught, uh, in 4k being transphobic. So every, and I'm a Tumblr person. I started getting on Tumblr around 2011. So I know about a lot of Tumblr garbage culture and it's great. I love, (laughs) I love Tumblr. It's a love hate thing. Um, 2011, that's like peak Tumblr. It is. I know. Oh my God. Oh, wow. It's been like 11 years for me now. Wow. Wow. Oh, God. I was a junior in high school. Um, So there's fandoms. Yes, everybody knows fandoms. And um, if you don't know what a fandom is, it is basically the fan base, a very fanatic fan base of a, you know, of media, of a TV show, of a movie, of you know, we got you got your blorbos and your meow meows and your head cannons and your OTPs and all that fun stuff. So some fandom head cannons, um, they they cannon they they head cannon Danny Phantom as being a trans mask kid, and Hartman does not like this. In fact, he like completely is like that's not even possible. I'm like, okay, he, like, yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 possible. Yeah, I'm like, then yeah, how you know, you know, you know, you know what's you know what's probably not possible is a kid getting caught in a machine and being turned into a half ghost. What, what does half ghost <laughs> even mean, Butch Hartman? If we're talking about know. logic here, <laughs> <laughs> explain to me, half ghost. <laughs> And don't take that anybody as me disliking Danny Phantom. I think Danny Phantom's the shit. I love that show, but what's the name of his goth bestie? Because I had a huge crush on her. Oh, Sam. Sam. Tucker and Sam were his two friends. Yeah, I had a huge, big old lesbian crush on her as a kid. Yeah, I mean, D- Danny Phantom, kind of like a, kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, it, it, it was, it was a, it was a pretty distinct Spider-Man knockoff, but I think it had yeah. enough going on with it. Good mix of action and comedy. Yeah, actually, I I remember liking Danny Phantom more than I liked Fairly Odd Parents. I, I I always love Fairly Odd Parents. Always had a special place in my heart, but I did always love Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom was cool. Yeah. And that and theme song heard... is coursing oh, through yeah. my veins at all times. <laughs> He's a phantom. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. Now, oh my god, maybe I should start watching Danny Phantom again. But you, you know, know what my favorite I... thing about Danny Phantom theme is? <laughs> Hmm. Um, is at the very end, um, when he's like, he's, he's like, he's like, he's like being a cool guy at the end of the theme song, you know, Danny Phantom's written on a brick wall and he's got his arms folded (laughs) and then like this little, like little, like flying ghoul thing, um, flies by and he just like punches it and like splats it into the wall. And I think that becomes the Nickelodeon logo. (gasps) 
Like he just oh. like fucking kills that little that little thing. <laughs> like like like, like, like we just that. watch him obliterate this little bug thing. Oh. And that's the company logo. <laughs> that's dope. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love little um would that be like a self-referential thing? I don't know. I love little like callbacks that, yeah. to things like that. Um, honestly, okay, but I, I have first... digressed this again. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> You're good. Honestly, when I first heard the the headcanon of Danny Phantom being transmask, I was so on board. I was like, yeah, I can so see it. And now I see myself in this in this little meow meow. <laughs> but um, like you know, okay, so. Back to it, uh, Butch Hartman had was like he literally cannot be like a trans guy about Danny Phantom. Other creators who have received this kind of fandom head fandom head cannoning on one of their characters are completely fine with how a character they created can be read in a way that makes more viewers connect with the media or the art. You know, like um, I remember in Shira, Princesses of Power. Noelle Stevenson, um, Bo, uh, the, the, the archer and ally of, of She-Ra and the princesses of power. I'm going on a little, on a little tangent, so stay with me, y'all. Um, <laughs> Bo is, like, a lot of the fan base reads Bo as a trans mask guy. Like, he, and I, I completely see it. He is such a lovely little soft boy. He's all about crop tops, like me. And... <laughs> Um, he's just, I don't know, like, he gives, he's got that T-boy swagger, and Noelle Stevenson was like, oh my god, I, th- I wish I had thought about, you know, making him a trans mask character. I mean, there are plenty of trans mask characters in She-Ra, but, um, not a main one like Bo is, and she was like, and they were like, oh, hey, you know, if y'all read him like that, that is great. I am glad that you can, you know, take my art and transform it to, into something that for you, or, you know, it can be something for you. And Butch Hartman does not do that. He, he's just... I don't know. It, he also allegedly had a YouTube channel called Antunes that had transphobic and anti-SJW content, among other weird things, I'm sure. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading into it, and there's even a video, and it's just not good. It's not good. It is really gross. <laughs> so, yeah, there's what I found out about Butch Hartman, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that is... uh that is a shame. I, right? That's all that's all I'm going to say on the matter. <laughs> it is a shame. Um, you know, here's another this leads me to another thing. I don't know how Hartman feels about the fan theory that uh Timmy Turner is trans, but there's also a theory that Timmy Turner is trans thanks to the fandom. Uh in in some episodes it's stated that Timmy was supposed to be a girl, which is why his hat and shirt are pink. Um, I think it's a neat theory because I was also supposed to be a girl, but here I am being a cute boy. <laughs> Again, see, like, you, you see how when, like, there's, like, su- the subtext there, you know, kids who aren't represented are able to, like, see themselves in this person because of the subtext. Uh, it's just, like, why why, why do, why would a creator have an issue with that? Unless why you're... are you taking it away? Yeah, why are you taking it away from that? From that? Exactly. Yeah. It, it just, it... <laughs> I, I was so heated when I was reading through this stuff. <laughs> so I would say this brings us to the most important bit of our podcast. Now, our, 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 our central question. 
does it hold up uh tim all right so humor about the differences between men and women is something that's really easy to get wrong that being said i felt that the boy who would be queen was very good at riding that line and between um that being said i felt that the boy who would be queen was very good at riding that line between poking fun and being reductive Mm -hmm. um i also appreciated that the episode wasn't just about gender it was about empathy at, at, at its core and just about doing your best to understand people who are different from you not you know and 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 i and i do say doing your best because you know you can you can really easily like hurt someone's feelings by like by like by like really pushing hard and like trying to like make trying to get them to explain themselves you know like you don't have to fully understand you just need to respect yeah and even if you don't totally totally get somebody's life choices just respect them enough to let them be them Mm -hmm. um the best Fairly Odd Parents episodes use fantastic situations to, like these to help Timmy learn a lesson about life. And this particular episode does that beautifully. Um, I definitely think this episode held up and is even better than a deadly germ or a ghost. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I also agree. Okay, so earlier I mentioned I'm not a big, I wasn't like the biggest fan of Fairly Odd Parents, but I did still watch it. Um, it was, it's just kind of shrill, kind of like really in your face. It's but loud as hell. It is so Everybody's loud. Everybody's yelling. <laughs> always yelling. I'm like, can we chill, y'all? Like, I know I also have an outside speaking voice, but even I overwhelm myself. <laughs> That being said, um, I do feel like this episode is secretly brilliant. I think it ages better with time and with each rewatch. rewatch, um, Despite how problematic Butch Hartman is and has been, this episode makes a fool out of everyone with the boy things good and girl things bad mentality. Um, Like, it kind of pokes fun at the boy band gender versus the gross gender views at the time. Uh, I think the early 2000s is when we start to move away from super gross and nasty entertainment and more into, hmm, well, just less nasty stuff. (laughs) Trying to teach kids about things in an entertaining way. Yeah, yeah, like there was there was a move to having like a point to your to your art or media uh this episode gives the viewers an opportunity to critically approach their own feelings about their gender experience and expression at least i would hope um instead of you know blindly following chester's silly you know (laughs) silly example like yeah chester was right everybody else was wrong like the point of of this episode was to make fun of people like Chester, you know? So I, re- I really appreciated that. And I really hope that, you know, other... I, I really hope that, like, episodes like this, despite the author the of the content being so gross, like, I really hope that this gives people some kind of insight to their own lives. Uh, this episode also uses gender dynamics as a lore and gets you with the respect women slash people juice, which amazing you know i think this one actually does hold up i'm gonna say the boy who would be queen is four out of five girly pink hats (laughs) (laughs) so we're both in agreement um yeah the fairly odd parents is a very interesting show yeah i I, i've I've always i've always had a soft spot for it Mm -hmm. um i don't know how i feel about some of its more recent material i know they eventually have a baby they get a dog Uh they did at least two live action movies starring drake bell who is uh problematic as well by the way 
Yeah, and then uh, there's actually on Paramount. I think there's a live action sitcom now. I, I don't. I don't know why they did that, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a thing. Oh wait, don't forget about the what is it? The Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Oh my yes, yes, that was the, the <laughs> there was there was like a trilogy. I feel uh, I think um, one of the greatest crossovers ever. They they like swap animation styles with Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Yeah, it's amazing. It was all kind of them were amazing. Ugly, but I loved it. Three <laughs> D Timmy Turner is kind of horrifying. It's, oh my god! Thank you. I thought I was the only one who thought that. All right. Uh, so. But but yeah, I, I I I would definitely say that if you haven't watched the Fairly Odd Parents in a long time, just to wrap things up, I, I I would suggest giving another look. I, I I don't think it's quite SpongeBob good. Oh, I because agree. early SpongeBob is like on par. I feel with like '90s Simpsons. Um, Ooh. Uh, but uh but but yeah the fairly odd parents especially the first four or five seasons or so of it fantastic a lot of the, uh, a lot of great like hour-long specials too here and there oh my god it gets intense i really like when they get into the crimson chins whole deal i like when crocker gets timmy's fairies it's all really great stuff it, the, the show yeah the show gets all, a lot more into like fairy lore too which is always fun Jorgen von um, yeah, it, 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 it really is. <laughs> von Strangle is so so funny. Another Darren Norris character, by the way. Um, but Amazing. yeah, another, but definitely, uh, but definitely a show to to take a look at if you have the if you have the time. Yeah. Uh, so I just so just to wrap things up, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, wherever you found us, please leave us a review and tell a friend. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at rerun shuffle. Uh, Leo, the people who are looking for you personally, where could they find you? Y'all can find me at Chupacabra. Uh, that's Chupacabra with an L and an underscore at the end on Twitter and Instagram. And if they want to find you, Tim, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me, um, that's at Nacy Tim, spelled N-A-C-E-Y, on Twitter and Instagram. Probably more on Instagram, the way things are going with a certain guy who keeps guns and Diet Coke on his night table. <laughs> 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 I, I i kind of feel like he's trying to tank twitter and i i frankly barely use it anyway so i won't cry hashtag rip twitter um but uh yeah we'll see how that goes but lately i've been more on instagram than anything uh find you can find us uh also on fridays on uh at 3 p.m pst on no line radio uh that's a that, that, that's a uh an, an internet radio app uh where you can find a mix of commercial and underground rap and hip-hop as well as other independent podcasts like ours uh for example uh there's nerd voodoo uh which focuses on anime and geek culture uh mentally financial for financial advice um, over the Top Rope, which is a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, check it out. Uh, the app is available for free in the App Store or on Google Play. There's no subscription fees or anything to listen to the app, to listen to the radio. Uh, it's going pretty much 24-7, I believe. Oh, and cool. uh, we are both very thankful to have a place in that network. Absolutely. <laughs> and you can find that on Instagram at LLC. And uh, that'll do it for this week on Rerun Shuffle. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.